Hello everyone, my name is Allison Dijak and welcome to On The Scene, your weekly source for KW music, arts, film and event listings here on midtownradio.ca. Every week on On The Scene, we'll be chatting about all of the local happenings in KW, from movies, burlesque and drag, DJ sets, comedy shows, to live music, and more. We want to begin by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral People, as well as the Haldeman Tract land promised to the six nations that runs six miles on each side of the Grand River and we are grateful to be using this space this evening. Now this show will be live every week every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m and tonight we are broadcasting live on location from the Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener. The movie has just begun and I'm hanging out here in the lobby admiring all the movie posters. This is also the first time that I'd probably be able to eat some movie popcorn during the show. So what a great place to be. Um, The Apollo Cinema is an incredible independent cinema in town. They play a wide variety of indie and international films, as well as a ton of nostalgic picks and cult classics. In the second half of our show, we'll actually be chatting with general manager Becca to hear all about the incredible events that the Apollo is hosting in the coming months. In the first half of our show, we'll hear from Henry Adam Speck, a local professor, author, and musician. He'll be speaking and singing at the Waterloo Public Library next week, all about his wonderful book, Life is Like Canadian Football and Other Authentic Folk Songs. So we have lots to look forward to in the show tonight and we'll of course be giving you a full events rundown of all of the awesome arts and culture events happening in town this weekend. The holiday markets are starting, you can dance the night away to some Madonna, and you can watch the Blues Brothers along with a burlesque show. Stay tuned to find out what that's all about. But let's kick things off with some local music here. Our first song comes from a local hip-hop and alternative pop artist in town, Steve Dave. We had him on the show back in October to talk about this new release of his, and he's actually going to be performing at Shortfinger Brewing on Saturday, opening for B.A. Johnson. So let's hear his song now. This is 4.20 a.m. I do for free. 
You just heard 420 AM by local hip hop and alternative pop artist, Steve Dave. He's going to be performing on Saturday night at Short Finger Brewing in Kitchener. He is opening for B.A. Johnston along with Lee Reed as well. For any of you who have never heard of B.A. Johnston or haven't seen him perform live, he is absolutely hilarious. Um, My band and I got the chance to see him at Riverfest in Alora this summer, and I had never really heard of him. Like, I kind of knew who he was, and it was like the best 45 minutes of my life, honestly. (laughs) So funny. What a fantastic guy. I was just laughing and smiling the whole time. So I feel like Steve Dave will be a fantastic addition to that show it should be a lot of fun. So that's at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Tickets are $10 just at the door. They're not doing any pre-sales. So come with that $10 and ready to have a fun night. So if you're just joining us, you are listening to On the Scene on Midtown Radio. My name is Allison Dijak, and we have a great show in store for you. We're broadcasting live at the Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener. There's popcorn smell in the air, and I'm loving it. (laughs) Over the next hour, we'll be talking all about the local arts and culture events going on in KW. And later in the show, we'll be chatting with local guests, Henry Adam Sveck and Becca Dallaire. Now, before we dive into our interviews, let's chat a little bit about what's going on in KW this weekend. So as always, I have three events that I want to highlight here. Now, our regular show engineer, uh, Derek Rydell, is away this week, so I'm going to give him a little shout out here because he'd probably get too embarrassed if he was sitting across from me. (laughs) You might also know Derek as DJ Good Doctor. He hosts a weekly show on Midtown Radio, and this Saturday night he is DJing at Jane Bond in Uptown Waterloo with a Music for the Masses Madonna Spotlight. So DJ Good Doctor always has has a ton of fun dance hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we're going to have a bunch of Madonna this Saturday night. So if you want to go dancing, um, the show starts at 10 p.m., and there's no cover, and Jane Bond is always a fun place to hit up. The second thing I want to highlight is that the holiday markets have begun in town. I feel like over the next month, we are just going to see tons of markets every weekend. If you want to get some awesome handmade uh, gifts from some local vendors or some small business owners, um, there's two that stuck out to me this weekend. On Saturday morning, At the museum in downtown Kitchener, there is the Holiday Book Fair and Artisan Market. So this is going to have over 30 authors and small business vendors and artisans at it. And it is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So a little book fair for grown-ups, which is awesome. I feel like that was one of the best parts of elementary school growing up. On Sunday, uh, if you want to catch another market um, in Victoria Park or Willow River Park, there is going to be a very indigenous Christmas market that's happening from 11 to 4 p.m. with a ton of different indigenous vendors, and that will be at the Victoria Park Pavilion. The last event I want to highlight here is that the Registry Theatre is bringing in a lot of amazing acts. And this Friday night, Barbara Lika will be performing her Songs for the Orchestra with the Toronto Chamber Pop Orchestra. Now, Barbara Lika is a Juno-nominated jazz singer-songwriter based in Toronto, and she has performed internationally at jazz festivals all around the world, including Japan. So some pretty amazing talent coming to Kitchener this weekend. Um, That show starts Friday night at 8 p.m. and tickets are $35. Now, the reason that Barbara Lika stood out to me was because um, at the very beginning of the pandemic, when we were in like mega, mega lockdown, um, I had a song of hers come up on my like recommended songs on Spotify. And it was called Hello from My Basement. It was just like such a 
emotional but also funny and lighthearted song. I'm pretty sure the first time I heard it, I cried actually. Um, so to see her come to Kitchener is really awesome. And I thought that I would play this song next for everyone. It's a beautiful tune about, you know, being stuck at home and just sort of the different quirky things, but also sad emotional things that kind of came with that that lockdown. So this is Hello from My Basement from Toronto artist Barbara Lika. All my friends are far away. They're stuck at home with toilet paper rolls. Paper rolls. And I got seasonal allergies, so my neighbors are afraid of me and my runny nose. Runny nose. But even if it's Armageddon, everyone still needs a friend. And now we got technology to say. Hello from my basement Hello from my living room Hello from my balcony I'm counting up the tumbleweed Hello from these four walls that separate us all And honey, here's to looking
You just heard Hello from My Basement by Toronto artist Barbara Lika. She's going to be performing at the Registry Theatre on Friday night at 8pm along with the Toronto Chamber Pop Orchestra. So it should be an awesome night. Now, every week on the scene brings you an events rundown of all of the amazing live music, comedy shows, movies, and more that you can check out around downtown Kitchener and uptown Waterloo. So we're going to start things off with our music listings for the weekend. In music this weekend in town. At Babylon Sisters on Saturday, you can catch the Brownman Acoustic Trio at 9pm, there's no cover. At Bobby O'Brien's on Friday night, you can see Mike Tremblett at 8pm. At the Duke of Wellington, there's a ton of music going on. Friday, they have the Jones. Saturday, Stephen Elmo Murphy. And on Sunday, they have Almost Serious. At the Rich Uncle Tavern this weekend on Friday night, you can catch Lucas Stagg at 8.30, and on Saturday you can catch Mandipal at 7.30. At the Registry, like I mentioned, on Friday night they'll have Barbara Lika, and on Saturday night they'll have James Keelahan at 8pm. That show is also going to be live streamed as well, so if you want to catch it at home or at, ho- or at home or in person, there's lots of different options there. At Smile Tiger Coffee Roasters, you can hear House Cat with special guest Parker Merlihan. That's on Saturday at 6 p.m. and tickets are $15. And lastly, at the Jazz Room in Uptown Waterloo, they have three shows, actually four shows, sorry, going on this weekend. Friday night, the Big Band Theory. Saturday afternoon, there's a jazz jam at 3 p.m. That's free for anyone that wants to come by and jam with some other musicians. Saturday night, they have Queen Kong at 8 p.m. And on Sunday afternoon, the Toronto Jazz All-Stars play the music of Duke Ellington. That's all the music listings we have for tonight. If you want to catch any of those events again or check out a few more, you can always head to midtownradio.ca, scroll down to the section that has on the scene, and we'll have a link for all those events there. Well, tonight we have been broadcasting from the Apollo Cinema and uh, the show has already started. The folks in the theater are currently watching Crime Wave that started with a special message from the director as well. Very exciting. Now, On the Scene is proud to bring in local guests each week to be part of our show and share in discussing all that is happening in the Waterloo Region's arts and culture scene. Earlier in the week, I had a chance to sit down with Henry Adam Sveck, a local professor at the University of Waterloo, as well as an author and musician. In 2021, he released his second publication, Life is Like Canadian Football and Other Authentic Folk Songs, where he creates a character out of himself. Henry, the main character, unearths a collection of folk songs in Library and Archives Canada, all written by CFL players. The book follows Henry's journey as he explores these classic folk tunes and the imaginary history behind them. We chatted about where he got the inspiration for this story, the impact that folk music has on our world today, and his upcoming performance at the Waterloo Public Library. Check out the interview now. Hello, Henry. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm good, too. How's the week been going so far? 
Oh, November has just flown by busy mm-hmm. uh, over up at uh, University of Waterloo. Lots of grading and projects getting completed. And yeah, it's a stressful time of year for students, I know, and for sure. uh, busy on our end as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you teach at the University of Waterloo. Um, are you mm-hmm. from Waterloo originally? No, I uh, grew up in uh, Kent County, um, now called Chatham-Kent, down in the deep southwestern Ontario region. Okay, I know uh, that area. What's the town? The town is Blenheim. (laughs) Oh, I actually actually know where that is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I grew up on a farm down there and then spent some time in New Brunswick and... uh, Moved back to Ontario to do grad school at at Western in London, mm-hmm. uh, so not too too far, uh, and then moved to Mississippi for a bit to work for a few years, and then got the job at, at Waterloo, um, I guess four or five years ago now. Yeah, how are you finding Waterloo so far? I mean, I guess with that time frame, a lot of it might have been in lockdown, but uh, yeah, yeah, how it, have it was you been an odd <laughs> time. I like I like it. I, I wrote a lot of the book actually in. Um, my condo, um, which was just right down across from Google there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would work in the li- the public library there in Kitchener a lot and uh, Cafe Pyrus a lot. And uh, yeah, b- a bunch of coffee shops around actually. During the pandemic, I, I moved, I moved um, out of town temporarily. So I'm, I'm not currently living in Kitchener, but... I'm up there a lot and probably will move back at some point, but uh, I like it. It's a, it's like a really, there's a lot going on. I love going to the movies. So for a town that size, uh, there's just like an abundance of like cool little theaters and, and yeah, good, good cinematic uh, opportunities to, to go take advantage of. So that I, I quite enjoyed. Totally. Yeah. yeah, of course. And I like schnitzel also. My, my, <laughs> dad's side of the family is eastern european so i nice i enjoyed the uh the some of the old uh czech restaurants and and Mm -hmm. german food the markets and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. so uh in addition to teaching uh, and writing you're also a musician a songwriter um Mm -hmm. when did you first start writing original songs um, I guess probably in high school, but I don't think I've been recording a bit then, but it was in university at, I went to Mount Allison in Sackville and, uh, actually started working for the radio station and kind of getting involved in the music scene that way. And, uh, yeah, got a band together eventually and, and started to perform around then. So early twenties. Mm-hmm. and um, toured around a little at the time in the Maritimes and just kind of kept doing it through grad school and kept writing. Um, the book actually came out of my work as a songwriter. It was cool. kind of, my, my act became sort of theatrical uh, in grad school, and there was a lot of storytelling as part of the the presentation of the songs, and I played different kinds of characters almost like a one man show, like a fringe show was kind of the simplest way to describe like how it, how it worked in the, in this, on the stage. And uh, so that those, like I put albums as, uh, as parts of those projects, but the storytelling side of things never really got preserved. And so the book began as a way of trying to translate the live show into something more durable um it became something kind of different but uh that was kind of the the beginning of of the book Mm -hmm. yeah that that was gonna be my exact next question (laughs) did the songwriting lead to the book writing um so were when you're you were writing these original songs and sort of getting these ideas together were you inspired by a lot of folk music like were you listening to folk music growing up or were you listening to like comedic sort of you know uh parody songs or artists or anything like that like where did that inspiration for sort of that canadian folk theatrical comedy act come together (laughs) yeah well there there were a few i caught a few accents when i was living in sackville that really kind of changed my ideas about what you could do sort of on stage 
at like uh, Lederhosen Lucille out of Montreal, uh, which was a very kind of campy, kitschy uh, act by Kristen Weir. Mm-hmm. And she played this character, Lederhosen Lucille. And, you know, there were the songs, which were actually really amazing. And then there was also the the character and the persona and stuff. And uh, other people like like uh, Carolyn Mark, I was I was really impressed by and Jeff Berner um, and singer songwriters that kind of I, I, I guess the, there's like the classic singer songwriter approach is to kind of like just pour yourself out there. And I, I also love that in a way when it's, you know, like I love Joni Mitchell and the, the kind of confessional, like the the classics in the confessional mode are really important to me. But I also like these other kind of more playful uh, overturning, overturnings, I guess, of, of that sincerity. And uh, so, yeah, musicians and songwriters for sure, but also theater. I was I was doing student plays and stuff at that time and thinking about how to do how do you stand on stage with a guitar and not just like you know spill your soul out or yeah. <laughs> sing this song about something that happened to you um so this is kind of the direction i went in with that in mind yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so your book life is like canadian football and other authentic folk songs um, i love this description of it it's described as a grossly inaccurate memoir quote unquote about canadian folk legends so tell us a little bit about this book about the inaccurate memoirs of canada (laughs) the so just to get more specific about the live act like i played a folklorist Mm -hmm. who um who discovers in the basement of library and archives canada these songs that were recorded in the 70s uh, by this uh, sort of hippie character, Staunton R. Livingston. And the songs were taken from CFL players. Mm-hmm. And so th- this was the first version of this folklore project. And uh, so I wrote all the songs and, you know, I'm not really a folklorist, but I, this was, this was <laughs> the character. And so I did this like on stages. I thought it was a uh, clearly, you know, theater and playful and and so on, but it, on occasion worked as sort of a hoax. Yeah. Uh, You know, the audience would believe on occasion that I was a folklorist. (laughs) And uh, there were other versions of the project later on. uh, My character claimed that he built an artificial intelligence in Dawson City. And uh, this machine had written this latest batch of songs. So that all of these projects uh, over the years, I was playing the folklorist character and so the novel sort of tells his story um, and it it ended up in the writing of the book overlapping a little with my actual life. The, the character goes to Western to do grad school and um, ends up wanting to write his dissertation about this Livingston character and about these CFL songs. And he ends up encountering a lot of resistance in the university uh, when he makes that choice. So, and that, that didn't really happen, but the, you know, there are a lot of characters that I kind of drew on my own experiences in drawing them. And, uh, so the book is like little essays telling the story of the folklorist. And then also all the songs that I wrote over the years, uh, and some songs that other songwriters wrote like Laura Barrett and Ron Leary. Mm -hmm. One of the projects involved me actually collecting songs that I encouraged uh, people to write, uh, people that I had met sort of touring around. And so it is a mix of like an actual folk song anthology and a, and a novel uh, yeah. telling, telling the story of this of this guy. Oh, I love it. What a unique creation. Like, I don't <laughs> think that I've ever heard of anything like that. It's a really, really special piece that you've put together. Thank you. Um, do you have a favorite piece in the book, like a favorite story or song that you put together or a song by someone else? Is there one that like uh, really stands out for you that you just absolutely are are thrilled sort of made it in the book? Um, that's a good question. Well, the the CFL songs, um, you know, because as a as a performer, I had kind of moved on from them. And, uh, you know, I had other projects. So when I would tour, I would maybe play one or two, but it was more about the new 
the new collection. But with this, because football's in the title and it's kind of this, it, it becomes the central theme of the book in a way, this, this violence of the game comes to be very influential <laughs> on Henry, the folklorist. And so that was fun to return, to return to the CFL as a topic and to revisit those songs when I've done readings and so on has been a lot of fun. And, you know, it was like, I think it was 2008 or nine or something when, when I put that out originally. So quite a lot of time has passed, but it's been fun to revisit those songs, um, which I'll definitely be doing at the event uh, as well um, at, at the library. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 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 it's been a treat to, to sing those songs again. And I'm glad they're in the book finally uh, in print form. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I liked what you said earlier when you were saying that some of the performances, the audience has sort of like believed that these things are real and that your character is real. And I really like folk music, like the genre of it, because we kind of never know what is real and what is fake. Like you're right, there are some artists that are telling these stories of all these things that have happened to them. And then there's other people that are like making up things completely or they're telling a tale or teaching a lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, It it made me think of, I was teaching uh, a few weeks ago, I was teaching a grade five and six class, filling in for their music teacher for the day. And we were tasked to listen to uh, Oh My Darling Clementine. And at the end of it, all of the students were like, why is this song real? Like who wrote this song about this random girl? Is it true? Like who's Clementine? That's funny. Why does this song exist? And I had to kind of like give them a kind of a half answer of, you know, these different reasons we might write folk music. But, you know, why, why do you think that we have this genre of of folk music like why are we writing these songs why did we write a song about clementine or why are we writing you know these different songs about things that may or may not be real <laughs> yeah, well i mean that the simplest answer is just to pass the time i think my darling clementine was one was one of the songs that Lo, john lomax collected uh for his first book cowboy i forget the title of the book like cowboy something or other ballads and for that one, I don't think he was doing field work. He was basically like advertising in newspapers and inviting people to send him stuff. And so someone sent him that one. And I mean, just imagine you're working on the in the field or whatever on the, you know, on the frontier. And, uh, you know, you're you're away from civilization and you're in this community and, you know, you sing the song through which you can imagine, you know, this darling and and it's got a great yeah. hook to it as well and good melody. And you kind of, you know, some time goes by and you, you know, create a new world for you and the people in your audience. Um, I think all songs do that. And, you know, it was funny when I was doing this, I, I never really confront or was confronted by anyone like this, but I heard that there were some real folk music fans that did not like, you know, the the loose approach that I had to fidelity, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I mean, t- the tall tale is a form of folklore and, and mm-hmm. so I don't really, although I, I don't, I don't know that I'm satirizing folklore. I'm just kind of using it as material to, to tell this kind of stories I want to tell. So it's not really like a send up of folklore. I, I think novel writing is, is very similar to, you know, storytelling around a campfire and, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but why, why we do it? That's a good question. Uh, I guess passing the time is kind of an easy out, but. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I told the students, maybe it was teaching someone a lesson not to play in the river or mm. something like that, or not get to not send your kid out alone to walk around rocks right. in a raging river. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, but I I love that it's such a it's such a wide genre. I mean, every genre of music has all the variety within it, but folk music can be so many different things. You know, it can be these kind of old classic folk tunes that are almost more nursery rhymey a little Mm -hmm. bit. But then there's also like Mumford and Sons and the Lumineers, like they make folk music Mm -hmm. and, and it's a really really neat genre to explore. So I feel like, yeah, when you say, 
you know, you're sort of doing a little bit of like a parody of it, but also that's very much folk music. It's telling stories and entertaining people and making them laugh or smile mm -hmm. or think about something in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I think they definitely probably speak in different ways to new generations. But I mean, the very mm -hmm. fact that Darling Clementine's lasted so long really speaks to the fact that it probably has done many things in different times and places. And, you know, it has a real kind of, we have a need for it in some, in some way mm -hmm. that we have not escaped yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the Waterloo region will get to hear some of your songs very soon. Um, next week on Thursday, you have an event coming up at the Waterloo Public Library. Um, can you tell us what the night is going to entail? I mean, it'll be a performance from you. I'm assuming a little bit of sharing of the book. What's the night going to be about? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to read from the book and talk about, um, uh, you know, this, this project, I'm, I'm also going to sing a lot of the songs and one fun part of the show for me too, is the Q and a sec section. So there'll be also a lot of opportunity for people to ask questions or, or offer comments <laughs> about um, the mm -hmm. project. And I believe it's, I believe I will have a musician with me as well, um, helping bring these songs uh, to life. And so, yeah, it'll be a mix of storytelling and, and reading and, and, and music and participation. Wonderful. Oh, I always love a little bit of audience participation. <laughs> Any other plans for where the book might take you or where these songs might take you or any other chance to share them around the area? I'm actually working now on a sequel to the book. And so Wonderful. I'm, I'm still, uh, this Livingston character, um, I make my Henry, uh, my protagonist, Henry makes a lot of the fact that Livingston did not write anything down and Henry builds his whole theory of folk music, um, on, on this, this, this fact that Livingston was against writing and, and was an advocate of music and only music. And, uh, <laughs> It turns out or will turn out that there was another box in the basement of Library and Archives Canada um, that Henry missed where we 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 can find that Livingston really did write quite a lot. And so this next volume will deal with Livingston's journals and we'll learn a, a lot more about his the, his reasons for recording the folk songs of the CFL and his kind of it's like a like a Batman Begins kind of approach to to yeah. Livingston's uh, development as a song collector. Oh, I love Origin it. Story. I'm so excited already. <laughs> <laughs> Origin story of this wonderful kooky character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wonderful. Oh, well, we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for that in the future. And best of luck with the event next week. Sounds like it's going to be very, very exciting. And uh, I think it's free as well, yep. right? I was looking online and people can just register just with your name. I think maybe you need a library card to attend, okay. but that's easy. And uh, yeah, and then folks can come on out and enjoy a night of folk music, whatever that means to them. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us, Henry. It was really great to hear more about your project. Thanks, thanks for the help getting the word out. I really appreciate it, Allison. That was my conversation with Henry Adams Feck from earlier this week. You can catch his reading and performance one week today on Thursday, November 24th at the Waterloo Public Library main branch. The event is free. You just have to register in advance online. Now we're going to hear now a song that Henry wrote for this collection and one that you might hear him perform next week. This is his original song called Song Written Upon Getting Cut by the Argos. We could walk all night in this city and still be in this city. could talk all night about leaving and still be in this city
drink all night in this city If we had any money Would you rather be sober and tired Or drunk and bankrupt just heard a song written upon getting cut by the Argos, an original parody folk song <laughs> written by Henry Adam Sveck. Now, earlier in the show, we gave you a listing of some of the music events happening in town this weekend. We're going to finish off our event listing here with some of the other arts and culture events happening all around Uptown Waterloo and Downtown Kitchener. So here are your event listings for the weekend. In festivals and markets, on Friday, you can head to St. Jacob's for their first uh, market holiday sip and shop event. It runs from 4 p.m. till 9 p.m. and tickets are $8 in advance or $10 at the door. There's going to be live music by local artists, an artisan market, and beverage sampling too. As I mentioned, the museum is hosting a holiday book fair and artisan market on Saturday. And you can head to Willow River Park or Victoria Park on Sunday for a very indigenous Christmas market at the Victoria Park Pavilion. In films this weekend at the Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener, you can catch Triangle of Sadness, Vixens and Tees Burlesque featuring the film The Blues Brothers, Legend, Decision to Leave, Meet Me in the Bathroom, Another uh, edition of their Neo-Noir Vember series, Lady Vengeance, and Butterfly Auto Window Pane. At the Princess Original, you can watch The Menu this weekend. And at the Princess Twin in Uptown Waterloo, they'll be screening Till, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, After Sun, and Decision to Leave. And lastly, on the stage this weekend, this is your last chance to catch Greenlight Arts production of This Is How We Got Here at the Conrad Center. They will be performing this Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. or Sunday at 4 p.m. And lastly, at Descendants on Saturday night, you can catch a Sparkle Party Burlesque Night hosted by Crystal Quartz. The show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets are $20. That's all of our event listings for this weekend. If you want to catch any of those titles one more time, just head to our website, midtownradio.ca, and scroll down until you see our On the Seed section and you'll see a link there. (music) 
Now, we've been broadcasting live on location from the Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener all evening, partly because it's full of amazing events we talk about every week, but also partly because we wanted to chat with Becca Delaire, the general manager of the Apollo, about how all of these incredible events come to life. Now, Becca has been at the Apollo Cinema for three years and took over the role as general manager just a few months ago. They organize regular events that complement a wide selection of movies, from live burlesque to interactive props and sing-alongs, artisan markets, and all-you-can-eat sugar cereal with Saturday morning cartoons. That's a favorite of mine. (laughs) The Apollo is full of movies and fun. So welcome to On the Seed, Becca Delaire. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're so happy that we could be here today. Yeah, this is cool. Hearing yeah. the movie in the background is kind of funny. Yeah, I love it. There's a few people popping out for some concessions every once in a while, but it's like, actually much quieter than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, but you still got to restock on popcorn, so. For sure. <laughs> so how's the week been going so far? What's been happening at the Apollo these past couple it's days? pretty good. I mean, um, holiday season always kind of ramps up for us. I'm pretty excited for December we've got lots of fun stuff happening in the beginning of it and I'm kind of excited because hilariously our like drag series and our burlesque series are like a week apart so I feel like we're gonna have some pretty fun some fun stuff going on for the next couple weeks yeah Yeah. oh I love it Mm -hmm. so uh you've been here for three years I we were saying before the show it feels like it's been so much longer time is a flat circle (laughs) so but what drew you to wanting to work at the Apollo originally? Yeah, it's actually really weird. Um, I studied uh, film in school, so I went to Laurier for Film Studies, and okay. it was one of those things where I was like, I'm never going to work in this industry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not very good at making movies, but I really love watching movies. For sure. Um, and then I like just randomly applied here one day, and I got... Uh, contacted by Kara like uh, two weeks ago, two weeks later or something. Uh And then, yeah, I just kept on taking on more responsibility. And here (laughs) I am. You're the general manager now. Putting that degree to good use. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Um, Now, if you could describe the Apollo Cinema in three words, what would you use? It's kind of a tricky question. (laughs) Weird. Okay. Um, Inclusive. And I don't know fun or creative or something I feel like we do lots of dumb stuff here that's also really fun yes I love that because one of the words that I would have used was also inclusive um I feel like there's just like such a variety of events you're right some of them are like a little weird they're always they're usually a lot of fun um but there's just like such a big array of things going on like people can like nerd out on the genres of movies that they like there's also like a lot of like sort of more mainstream films you have like burlesque and drag nights like you were talking about you've hosted a night of screening both the land back camp films queer film nights with spectrum and all of these things just seem like this is like the perfect location for them um how do you go about sort of like choosing these events or thinking about like what might be a good fit for the calendar yeah I mean realistically I don't think I can take credit for any of that (laughs) um I like so many of those um events that we do that are inclusive and like work with like indigenous communities or queer communities are entirely because I've just had like wonderful people come out and say I want to work with you and I'm like yeah absolutely um yeah, so that's been really cool. And then as ter- in terms of like just regular films we play- that we're playing that aren't events, it's kind of interesting to see how our like programming is reflecting how the community is growing cuz like yeah. especially downtown is really interesting. Now there's like kids and stuff downtown as the condos start filling up so we're playing like old nostalgic like fantasy movies like labyrinth and stuff recently and having all these like little kids come out that are just so excited to see david bowie which is hilarious (laughs) Um, yeah but it's really cool there is kind of something for everyone or at least we try yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like there's even some people that like we we come here often we have our memberships and everything but i'll still mention this place to people and some people are like what's the apollo like they don't know what it is and to be honest i don't think i knew what it was until maybe when i met my partner maybe he knew what it was i don't i don't know how i heard about it but 
do you find that there are still people that like they're coming and they're like oh it's my first time here yeah but it's it's so interesting because every time that someone comes and it is their first time their response is always like this is amazing how did I not know this existed and I felt the same way because like I think the Apollo opened in 2015 ish and like I didn't come here until I was 2018 and I was like a huge movie buff and I saw I Tanya here for my first movie ever and I was like oh my god how did this not how did I not know this existed it's the exact same thing so it's kind of cool to introduce it to people like that anyways but yeah yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yeah I think uh Try to think what the first movie I saw here was. I don't even remember. But. I, I only remember because I have like a Facebook memory. Oh, but um, it. <laughs> yeah, it is still my favorite thing though when people walk into the lobby and they're like, I didn't know this was here. What is it? And then I'm like, hey, you want to see something fun? And I like <laughs> turn them around the corner into the cinema and they're like, this place is huge. Yeah, it's awesome. definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely that feeling when I came here. It's like, oh, yeah. I need to come back here all the time mm-hmm. because there's just like cool stuff happening and it seems interesting it just and the seats are comfy yes totally the (laughs) cup holders that those little table things honestly I'm just here for the leg room man so if you look at the Apollo cinema calendar there is like so much going on uh sometimes there's sort of these one-off events and then other times it's sort of like a longer theme you Mm -hmm. know a monthly series or like a month-long series um this month you're celebrating neo-noir vember so tell us a little bit about that it's sort of a bit of a shake-up from what you've done in the past so it was kind of like a collaboration i think kara our former gm and myself can both take credit for that um at the apollo we used to do noir vember so we played old noir movies which are amazing but our audience skews kind of like in the you know 80s rep title kind of vein so it's nice to give them something that's still fun and like a good spin on something that doesn't have to be from the 30s um yeah so I mean you can integrate a lot of stuff into it too like there's a lot of debate about if the dark knight is neo-noir or not it absolutely is I will fight you um and so it's kind of cool to play alternative titles but still in the theme Totally. Yeah. And as as part of the month's theme, we're having our next installment of our Radio You Gotta See series. Midtown Radio, uh, along with the Apollo, chose a few different radio-themed movies. And to go along with Neo Noir Vemper, we're screening Radioland Murders next week. So I have personally never seen this movie. Can you give us like a very quick synopsis without giving any spoilers away? absolutely hilarious. Okay. Um, It's basically about these people that are trying to broadcast a live radio show, like one of the first in the 30s. And people keep on getting murdered behind the scenes while they're trying <laughs> to broadcast I shouldn't laugh, it. but that sounds funny. No, so it is a comedy. And it's absolutely hilarious. There's, like, slapstick and, like, dumb satire and the whole ray. But, so it's not very noir, but yeah. it's a mystery. For so sure. It kind of counts. For sure. Murder mystery. It yeah. Kinda, it, it fits the it's, theme. It's got a femme fatale or two in it, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it, it should be a, a fun night. This is the mm-hmm. second in our series. And before the show, people can come to hear a live podcast recording. I think you're going to be on the I, podcast I am, yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the mics from Mid Credit Seed podcast, they'll be uh, doing one of their episodes for an hour on the stage at the Apollo. Then we get to watch Radio Land Murders all together. And then we're all going to head to AOK in downtown Kitchener after for a little after party, sort of celebrate community radio a little bit and just kind of hang out and socialize. Mm-hmm. So always a fun, a fun night for I'm sure. Forward to it. <laughs> and I feel like it's a good tie in because Kara, who was the general manager here, now she's at AOK. Yeah. So we're just dragging her back into the Apollo. I movie also nights. bartend at AOK on the weekends <laughs> and spend all of my time there. So Love it. Just I would be there either way. A natural crossover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, do you have any uh, other upcoming events that you're really excited for in the coming months? Ones that you could yeah. tell us or not? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'll give you all the behind the scenes secrets. Um, no, I'm actually really excited for our next movie on market, which is 
finally booked for December 14th. Cool. I have so many vendors that I'm really, really excited about. Um, Hush Puppy Designs and Western Sky Designs and Abby yes. Darling are like literally here for every single one of them. They, I can't imagine having a movie market without them. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for Leanne Stitches is going to be here and Anna Winge Art is coming back and uh, her last one was her first market. So I'm, I'm really excited that she's coming back because I need more art to plaster my apartment with. Yeah. yeah. And is it a holiday movie that goes along with it? Sort of. Okay. Um, we're playing <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. So it's like winter themed. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit of a stretch, but it's a good movie. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Works for the artsy types, I yeah, guess. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my final question is what has been one event or movie that has sort of stood out to you over the years? You know, you've been here for three and a half years. I know it was lockdown during part of it, um, but sort of one that's like left a bit of an impression. It's like, ah, oh, that's why I love working here. Um, the Yeah, honestly, the best example is Cats. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was the second time that we played. So the first time we played it, we did a yowling edition and let everyone like collectively lose their minds. And it was great. Fun. And then a year later, Later, I had someone reach out asking if he could like pay for us to play cats and I was like yeah sure <laughs> and at the time I was talking with our burlesque troupe and they were like we want to do a, a show to cats and I was like that's oh ridiculous it's never gonna happen and then he reached out and I reached out to them and I was like hi and cats burlesque happened <laughs> and it was so good it was like one of our first sold out shows after the pandemic it was amazing wow yeah. and uh, it was ridiculous i love it see this is just the best thing like you would yeah. never think like oh a movie theater is gonna like first of all play cats because it's an old movie it's and then second movie. just have like uh oh the the new cats yeah never like mind. the bad, oh, bad gosh. one the new one yeah. yeah sorry i was thinking old musical it was so, so they're gonna play cats and then also they're gonna have burlesque doing it it's just yeah. so fantastic <laughs> so unique and we're so excited for all the events to come apollo is just like such a special place in downtown kitchener oh, and, thank uh, you very lucky to have it. So we look forward to chatting next week on Mid Credit Seed and mm-hmm. having our movie night here. But thanks so much for chatting with Thank us. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're going to keep things going with uh, one more quick song here. This is from local artist Man DePaul. He's going to be playing in town this weekend. This is his song, Good Ones. Show you 
of the good was Good Ones by local singer-songwriter Van DePaul. Well, that is all the time we have for On the Seed tonight. Thank you so much to our sponsors, the Downtown Kitchener BIA and the Uptown Waterloo BIA for their support every week. On the Seed is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Matt Rappold, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And special thanks to my guests, Henry Adams-Sveck and Becca Dallaire, and the Apollo Cinema for hosting us. If you stay tuned to Midtown Radio, you can hear New Local Music, a collection of Midtown Radio's most recent additions to our local music library. Until next week, I'm Allison Dijak, and this has been On the Scene.